You're listening to Well Connected with Ricky and Fletch, where you'll hear from business professionals all over the country who have found their success through networking. Join us as we explore the path to success and what it takes to overcome adversity together. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Well Connected with Ricky and Fletch. I'm Ricky. As always, I'm here with my man, Fletch. And today we've got one awesome guest for you, and we're so excited to talk to Chris Borja. Chris is a former shy introvert who now makes the world a better place, one connection and one community at a time. He founded the Connected Networking Group, wrote the best-selling book, Networking Essentials for Success, and created the Networking Breakthrough Academy. He believes that we are all connected, diversity is our strength, and we are all better together. Chris, my new friend, welcome to the show. How you doing, buddy? Doing great. Thanks for inviting me. Appreciate it. We're stoked to have you, man. This is, seems like you're right on topic here with all the networking. So I'm super stoked to, to be able to learn more about you and what you do. This is going to be fun. Yep. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I stumbled upon Chris when we first started to kind of promote the show and his networking group and saw what he was about and what he's doing. And we reached out and had a quick little get to know you call. And I really have been wanting to follow up on that. It's just been crazy for me lately. So I know we will. And um, I thought, you got to be here, man. This is what we were talking about and what I know about you. I'm so stoked to have this here to have you here today, buddy. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's kick it off. You want to start? Well, yeah, before we get too deep into this, we do need to uh, have some uh, some icebreaker questions. So I'm going to start first uh, this go around. And if you had to, you know, go back to the days before you were networking, before you were doing what you're doing right now for work, for all the things, right? You had to go back before those days and you were going to be an Olympic athlete. What would be your sport? What would be my sport? Yeah. <laughs> what would be your Olympic sport that you would be gold medalist in or something? I am not sure. Uh, if paintball was was a sport, I, I would do that. You never know. Nice. They're changing things up, I see. I feel like every year. So you never know. It might be an Olympic sport before you know it. I wonder I wonder if that would translate to uh, the one with the cross-country skis where they shoot the guns at the target. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Chris, the question I always ask everybody and want to know, what is the most recent app that you have downloaded on your phone? Uh, the most recent app is Pitch 59. And what it is, it's it's an app that actually works right in line with what we're doing with networking. And what it does is it, it everyone records a 59-second introduction. So you know how it's hard to think about how do I introduce you to other people? So we all introduce, uh, record our own introduction. So if I do an introduction for Sean, uh, I would just send a text and it would be Sean's message introducing himself. Uh, so it always comes across it perfectly. Hmm. So do you send that? Do you, do you do this? So you send this, you're like, hey, I got something for you kind of a thing. I mean, how does that work? Because when I'm thinking of networking, right, I'm thinking of, hey, how you doing? You know, that kind of thing. But how, I mean, how are you utilizing that app? Yeah, so this one, I'm relatively new to it. And I know if they're on podcast, they wouldn't be able to see this. But for those on YouTube or whatever, this is the the page. So you can see I just recorded a, a video and I've already received some introductions from this where somebody just said, hey, you should meet Chris. And then they 
So literally they don't have to put too much thought into it, like thinking of what yeah. to write. They just send send it and it automatically has whatever I put down as my initial intro text. So it's kind of like pre-filled in. Uh, so when they send the text message out to somebody else, it's already introducing me the way I would want to be introduced. So and it's easier for them too, because they could just make the connection and not worry about how they're presenting me. I like that. So that's a, a new... lot like that thing we did, we were talking about uh, earlier, Ricky, with uh, with kind of having the 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 BNI gains or whatever and sending that out prior to. That's kind of neat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna have to remember to download that when we're done here. I'm pretty pumped about that. Wow, it's not often we get very on brand apps downloaded <laughs> that's a pretty that's a pretty good one man this is going to be good so are you, guys, uh, you guys android or or apple people apple okay so for apple i'll, I'll throw another one in there um because i've been using it for years a lot of people haven't heard about it i don't know maybe you're using it already but have you used wordboard mm -mm. no okay so this one you're gonna love this one so wordboard is an app uh w-o-r-d-b-o-a-r-d -R and you know how you have like you could do bitmojis and stuff like that. You could do alternate keyboards on your phone where it pulls up another keyboard. But what this does is all shortcuts. So you could literally have a button that represents. So that bio that you read for me, uh, somebody says, hey, you know, send me your bio. And usually I'll take me forever to, you know, dig it up on my computer, copy, paste it, all that kind of stuff. So I just have my whole bio saved in WordBoard. And if you say, Chris, can you send me your bio real quick? I can go to the WordBoard keyboard. So I don't even have to go to a separate app. I could go to text, click the, the word board keyboard, click on my bio, one button, and then it has like two or three paragraphs, boom, and then it's sent. So you use that for websites, use it for uh, any links you use often, any phrases you use often. If you're reaching out to somebody to stay in touch, you could say, hey, thought of you today, you know, just wanted to reach out, see how you're doing. If that's something you say often, save that whole phrase. And now when you go to text somebody, you just press one button and it goes all the way through. So word board. That's wow. awesome. You know who's going to be pretty pumped to hear that is friend of the pod, Sandro Mark Charles. He, that is right up his alley. We got a friend. That's great. That's great. I love it, Chris. All right, man. You're already you're already blowing my mind here. So let's let's. Uh, I know that you and I have spoken a little bit. I know a little bit about you, but not enough. And I don't know that you and Fletch have officially really met yet, or our audience. So. We kind of kick things off. Let us know kind of who you are, where you came from, how you got started, why networking is important. You know, kind of a quick little tell it, share with us who you are, man. Yep, sounds good. Born and raised in Southern California, Los Angeles area. Got married, started a family, moved out to Vegas for several years and have been now in the Columbus, Ohio market for the last 14 years. Uh, so I moved here, didn't know anybody and knew I had to grow business and and networking was not something that was in my, I don't know, it, it wasn't in my, in my field of interest. You know, I was like very, very shy introvert. Most of my life, very quiet, very reserved. I would avoid social settings of all types whenever I could. And of course that's not good for the business world because, you know, you need to, you need to meet people. So I found the world of networking because I was uh, originally prospecting for my direct sales uh, network marketing business where we offered legal services and identity theft and employee benefits. So that was what I was really looking to market. And I had a great passion for the product and services, been with them for you know 20, 24 years now. Um, but I was looking for a, a way to get the word out and I was struggling and uh, found the world of networking. 
and saw a better way, but I didn't know how to do it. I saw people getting referrals. I was like, how do, how do I become that person? And I couldn't figure it out. So I started just going to every event I could go to, talk to as many people as I could, try to learn from as many different people. And I realized why so many people struggle with networking is because there's not really a program that they can take. They, they didn't take any classes in, in school. Most likely their jobs didn't teach them how to network. And even when they start going to events, I, they get advice like I got, which was, you know, keep coming back, you know, keep coming back. It'll get, it'll get better. You know, it gets easier. And um, I didn't think that was really good training to say, you keep coming back. You know, it's like giving somebody a bucket of golf balls and saying, Hey, you know, whack at these for a while. And then when you're done with that bucket, I'll bring you another one and let's keep hitting them until you get better. It's like, if you don't have the instruction, it can become frustrating. And I saw that same thing with networking that people do it for a, a, brief, a brief while and they're like, I'm not getting any results. This doesn't work. And then they quit. So that's what led me into starting a group. That's what led me to uh, creating, you know, writing the book and also creating a course so that people have a way to learn how to network. Okay. Yeah. So you're, so you, and I didn't know this going in. So I know Ricky probably knows a little bit more, but so you, you've kind of built, is this your own system or how did you, uh, you know, do you have a, did you find a framework for this or did you just, were you just so in need that you spent the last, you said 24 years, right? Figuring this out. Like how, is this something you just created from the ground up? Yeah, pretty much. Um, wow. the, the journey. So I started my first networking event was 2012. That was like, I didn't even know networking existed. Didn't know people gathered and met and, and I didn't know how it would work. All I knew was prospecting. So I showed up at these networking events with all my business cards and flyers and, you know, ready to give everybody a copy and try to follow up with anybody. I collected their business card and give them a call to try to set a sales appointment. And didn't work out very well for me, but that was literally the very, very beginning. So from, from there, the, the journey was a year later. So I joined a few different groups and then a year later started our own networking group in one of the cities out here in Columbus called, it was Dublin. So we started Dublin area networking group. So it's a suburb of, of Columbus about, you know, 20 minutes from downtown. And uh, after, you know, really created that group because I wanted to, to, have a space for people that were not really comfortable like I was and just make it welcoming and non-intimidating. And it was also a way for me to grow the business. So honestly, like in the beginning, I thought I could bring people together and I could pitch them my stuff. So I'm still in this frame of mind, you know, that, and then I, I never did it. I never did my pitch necessarily. I just created a, a space for other people to meet. And in doing that, I actually got more results because people were getting to know me, I was just serving, giving, and it was a lot more up my alley than trying to pitch them and sell and figure out when when to switch over and do the business pickup line or you know switch a, switch a conversation over into sales mode. And then so about a year after starting the group, that's when I recognized that people just aren't learning. So I started teaching people initially that uh, the people that looked like me, they were just lost. They're standing around the perimeter of the room looking at their phones or you know trying to find any excuse or any reason or any opening to escape that room. And I would just start talking to them and and giving little tips and helping them. Then eventually I did my first paid workshop, which was a breakthrough for me. I charged money for my knowledge, which is the first time I got paid for anything. I wasn't selling something other than me speaking. And so that was transformational for me. It was a $39 that, that might as well have been $39,000 because it felt like the biggest check I ever received when somebody paid me $39 to, to get trained. And so that, that created a Become a Better Networker company which is, is just continue to, to grow and develop from there. And, and it wasn't, so for several years, I was thinking about writing a book, but never really gained much traction on it. Lots of distractions. And 
um, started writing it and then stopped halfway through because I didn't like the way it ended because the way it, it was a book on networking. But the reason I didn't like the way it ended is because I started with teaching mindset and then I started teaching the bigger picture of it. And then at the end, I was like, okay, what do I do now? I teach how, you know, how to build a relationship and then how to close a sale. It just didn't feel right to me to finish the book with, okay, now you build these relationships. Here's how you convert everybody into a sale. This didn't feel authentic to me. And so it sat on the shelf for a while. And then eventually I revisited it from a whole different framework. And a friend put me up in their, their cabins for a week, a little bit over a week. And I, I just rewrote the entire framework, the entire book. I said, what would I do if I was guiding somebody like right now from scratch? Somebody says, Chris, show me what to do. Tell me what to do. I'll do it. And I, and you know, after a while you get good at doing things and you don't even think about it. You just like, whether it's cooking or playing a sport or whatever, you just do it. It's just what you do. And so I kind of got into that frame of mind. I had to slow down and say, okay, what exactly would I guide people to? What's the process and what's the framework that we can duplicate this result? And then came up with the seven steps to networking success, put it in a book. And then as I was finishing of the book, I created a certification course to teach people how to network, learn these skills. But also I wanted to field test what was in the book. I didn't want to just be theory. I wanted to make it applied. So I launched the course before I launched the book. So the book was complete, but I launched the course because I wanted to apply it in real in the real world. And then after I saw that, that just was all the passion I needed to and to finish the project and say, okay, the world needs this. So we launched it, became bestseller, and that's the journey to till today to where I have the the course, the book, and now we're expanding our networking group from Columbus, and you know we have big plans to to grow to ten thousand chapters within the next eleven years. So by twenty thirty five, we'll have ten thousand chapters um, with one to two million members to make it the largest, most impactful networking organization in the world that's based on relationships and community. So it's a completely different structure than anything that exists in the marketplace. Wow. wow. <laughs> do you really i mean you really dove in man you you really you went from you know you because you're self-proclaimed introvert to being the guy teaching everyone to be an extrovert almost i mean you know what i mean like you've really flipped over the course of several years i mean what what drives that inspiration right i mean i, I know you said you know, i mean I, I just recall you saying you had to do it for work but like we all have to do things for work, but like that, we all don't have to do things that far for work. And so that, that's, that's, a, that's pretty wild. That's pretty cool. Like talk to like, what did, what was the inspiration? What did you just see that? Are you just, you know, I don't know. <laughs> tell tell us. Well, prospecting is not yeah. always fun. So I imagine no. that's gotta be part of it. Yeah, that's, that, that's a, a big part of the catalyst initially, but it just turned into so much more. And I know many people have businesses or jobs because they need to make a living. It's how you pay bills. You need to generate money. But in the course of doing that and growing my business, I realized the most powerful thing that we have is the new friendships and relationships that we create. Because um, just to paint a, a kind of like a comparison, when we prospect, we're, we're talking to hundreds or even thousands of people of which most of them ignore our phone calls, ignore our emails, never talk to us again. You know, we almost kind of like taint our name a little bit, you know, not, not, not a lot. They understand that it's the hustle, it's the grind, but you know, still it's, it's not a relationship builder. You know, if I send both of you like a ton of messages right now and you didn't respond to them and here we are seeing each other at an event, 
you're probably not running up to me and saying, hey, it's Chris, that's that guy that we ignored his messages for the last couple of months. And, you know, it, it, so it, that's, I paint that extreme example because it's like not a relationship builder, but what if we could just focus on relationships? So with prospecting, people are going to run out of prospects at some point where you got to buy them or you got to spread or you got to go to a new town and then people crossing over. It's just not a, to me, it's not sustainable, but that because of the way it's, it's set up as a funnel, you know, you talk to hundreds of people to get maybe one client or a fraction of a percent is the, is the conversion ratio with networking. It's the exact opposite. You know, if I, so I meet Ricky from, you know, being online and then we schedule a phone call and then here we are on a podcast and who knows what other impact we'll make from this. What you got, what you guys are doing. I, I love what you guys are doing from the first time I heard about it. But you make one connection and it opens it up to hundreds or even thousands of people that that person knows. So it's like a reverse funnel. So instead of talking to thousands to reach one, it's like why not to talk to one person, build a relationship and reach the thousands that you can now get an introduction to anyone that you want once you've built that trust and, and that relationship. Um, so as far as the, so that's one just on the on the prospecting side. But in in doing that, I saw that there's so many people that aren't reaching their potential. They, they have ambitions and goals, but by not learning how to network, they end up leaving their business or quitting or not being able to provide for their families or you know, not fulfilling their, their true purpose in life because they've never learned this skill. And I've seen the community that we created and the friendships and the bonds. And I mean, we stay, we, I mean, people that have been in touch for like, a decade from the very beginning of my networking journey, still friends to this day because we stayed in touch through social. We stayed in touch and encourage each other or send messages back and forth through the years and still have that relationship going. And I said, we're we're not just growing businesses, we're actually changing the world. One connection and one community at a time. You, we can't, you know, changing the world is like boiling the ocean. You can't do it, right? But the smaller it is, like they have those new modern, you know, water heater type things for tea or whatever. It's like a little small thing. And it's like in one minute, it's boiling water. It's because it's such a small amount. And, and that's what we could do individually. We can reach one person. We can have a, a conversation. We can build a relationship with one person. And then that turns into a whole community. So we can change the, the whole world, not at one time, but we can all do it in our own areas. You know, So if we do that, we make the world a better place. And if it's not us in the business community that does that, who's going to do it? No one else is incentivized to bring people together in a world that's heavily, you know, segregated, divided in every possible way. I mean, just turn on, you know, the, the news or look at your social media and there's just division everywhere you look. But who else would create unity, be the connectors, be the unifiers than those in the business community? Because we have something to gain directly from it. And so that's what I saw. In, and, and that's why the vision has gotten so big, because to me, it's it's a calling, especially from where I came from. I know it's it equipped me uniquely to where I see things differently. Our events are run differently. Our trainings are different because it, it comes from a perspective that is not easy to do it. And it's not uh, something that's natural to everyone. So people naturally have an advantage, but people that aren't, um, we can help them from wherever they're at, which also means we don't run out of people for our groups. We don't run out of people to train because there is nothing happening. We want to be able to equip more people to train, equip more leaders to champion and establish these groups all over the world. So that's why the vision just keeps getting bigger and bigger. So I see within that 11 years, you know, having between one and 2 million members across the 10,000 chapters. But I think that that still might be small. I think we might even be able to go bigger than that. Um, but that's, so to answer your question, as far as, you know, where it comes from, it, it comes from 
being able to equip people to to live out their true purpose and calling more than than you know be able to hit their sales goals. You know, if all of a sudden it gets smaller, and I feel like sales goal is just gonna that's just gonna happen. You have a community around you. You're gonna hit your goals or whatever you do. If you change businesses, you'll hit those goals too. If you change companies, organization, that doesn't even matter. It's all about building the personal relationships is is what counts, and also seeing that those um, relationships are are the value. Like when I first started, I was looking at the value I offer is the product that I sell. The more people I help with this product, the more value I'm creating. But what I overlooked and most people overlook is that the people themselves are the value. Every single person has connections, relationships, knowledge, skills, talents, um, resources. And when we change the definition of, of networking, you know, from the old prospecting philosophy that, that people associate networking with prospecting, we, we redefine it as building relationships so that we can share resources and create a win-win. So if we all operate off of that definition that we're building relationships, why? So that we can share resources. Why do we do that? And we create a win-win. And uh, the resources, if you look at it, networking now becomes the bridge. It's not about selling a product. It's a bridge from wherever somebody's at to whatever their goal is. So for example, if somebody has a big vision or goal, but they don't know how to do it, they can find somebody with knowledge faster than they can learn the knowledge themselves. So a person can almost instantly fill the gap if they have this big dream and they just don't have the money to do it. A person with the finances can instantly, like today, fill the gap. You know, they don't have time. They're so busy, they're overwhelmed. They can find somebody that does has the time and instantly fill the gap. So when we broaden the definition of what networking and, and redefine what it really is, that's where all the passion and that's why it's important to create these groups because there's so many people not reaching their goals because they're just not even understanding how how they can do it. You know, everyone's out in it for themselves, you know, trying to trying to fight for themselves instead of fight for each other and create a community of people fighting for each other. And it, it just makes it a lot easier and a lot more fun. Yeah, 100% agree. I totally wholeheartedly agree. You know, I think that um, additionally to that, what I've really found recently with networking efforts and building that community, I kind of sat back and looked at the people through networking, specifically in our BNI chapter. I know that's different than what you do, but I mean, hard networking, networking groups or networking groups. But through that, I've really put some pretty cool people around me and with what I do with workers comp insurance and commercial insurance, I have probably eight really close people around me now that depending on what the organization that I'm working with needs, I can have them, they also fit supporting that business and helping them, which helps me help them get better insurance goals and then helps their clients from the needs that everybody else needs. So being able to plug and play with some key people on similar clients, I think is one of the things that when people think about networking, it's, oh, so they can give me business and do this. But it's not just about that. It's about supporting your clients and supporting your business. Right now, I'm more valuable because when I see that somebody needs HR, help, I got an HR person. When somebody needs exit planning for their business, I got that. When somebody needs group benefits, I call Fletch. I mean, right? It's it's awesome. Yeah. it's. I mean, it goes back to kind of the olden days, which I think Chris was kind of talking about a little bit here about the division in the world, mm -hmm. right? You know, go back a hundred years, 
you couldn't have, you couldn't, if you owned a farm, you, yes, you had four or five kids and you, you farmed your land, but I'll tell you what, several times a year, you probably went to your neighbors and they came and helped you on your farm and you went to their farm and you helped them, them on their farm. And the whole community came together and shucked all the corn together, whatever it was. Right. And it's the same kind of ideals that we're doing here, right? I'm out there every day. I'm VP of our chapter at BNI, right? Yes, I do group benefits. I do health health benefits, right? But I'm out there helping find business for Ricky. I'm out there helping answer a question that may not even, you know, I may not earn money on, but I know that, you know, I'm helping answer a question for a potential client of Kathleen's or, you know, of Chris's or whoever's it is, right? I'm out there helping these people, knowing that by me having that knowledge, by me help, you know, helping these people, that eventually it's going to reciprocate, right? And and the more you do it, and the more you dive in, and the more you help grow and and understand that being part of that community is more important than one just being oneself. The more it starts coming, like it, it literally just starts, you know, coming in in, in waves. Uh, the business back to you, which is which is an awesome feeling. And I think we're all talking about the same thing, but. I, I love being able to share the different insights. This is this is a great. This is why I love this platform for us. So, so Chris, I'd love to hear about your group in more detail. What it is that you're doing, how it works. I mean, I feel like we're pretty clear on your intentions here. What? Tell us about about your groups that you're building and setting up. Yeah. So the groups are are more community focused groups, and as we establish, as we expand into different markets. Our vision for it is that we become a resource to all the existing groups in that marketplace and in, in the community and attract people that have not even networked, you know, make it such a comfortable place to where they can learn, make instant connections. We structure each of the events for somebody like myself who would be brand new or uncomfortable in that situation, because if you help everyone become comfortable, it's a, it's a win for everyone in attendance. And whether somebody's an introvert or extrovert, they have a role there. You know, extroverts bring something to the table. Introverts bring something to the table. Extroverts can keep the conversation going and, and love it. Introverts can listen, share, add feedback at the right time if they're given a chance. Sometimes they won't uh, speak up on it. So we'll intentionally create opportunities for people to meet with each other. We'll do things like breaking people into smaller groups of either two or four. I, I love breaking people just into pairs and making sure they meet with somebody that they don't already know and it levels the playing field. So even if it's somebody's first event, because, you know, it, it takes away the intimidation factor because what's intimidating is when you don't know what to do or what's happening next. So we can alleviate that by giving them promptings of what to discuss, you know, getting to know them as a person. There's times where we'll literally say, you can't talk any business, you know, for the next five minutes, get to know each other, talk about anything, as long as it doesn't have anything to do with business. And all of a sudden, they're building a real friendship and a relationship very quickly, finding commonalities in a very short amount of time, which dispels the myth that it takes a long time to network. It takes a long time for it to work. We just proved that it worked in five minutes. You built a relationship. Now, after they're done with that, they still don't know what each other does professionally. And so I ask them a question and I'll say, how many of you are genuinely interested or curious about what your new best friend actually does for a living? And everybody raises their hand. They're all like interested. And so it flips the way things are normally done because traditionally, you know, we all do our own introduction elevator speech. The challenge with that is most people aren't listening. And you know that because as soon as you go to open networking, 
everyone's still asking the same question. Hey, what's your name and what do you do? I don't spent the last hour doing that. And now we're asking it all over again because they're so focused inwardly and it's not their fault. It's just how we're wired. You know, we think about what we're going to say, then try to deliver it perfectly. And then we evaluate ourselves and how did we do? And, you know, did I get all the good parts in? Did I forget some stuff? And so we get into self-critique. So we didn't listen to anybody that whole time. So we take those kind of elements out of the equation to where people can really connect with each other. Now we say, Hey, actually get to know what they, what they do. And this, since they've already been built that friendship in that very short amount of time, they actually care and they actually start making introductions voluntarily. It's not a requirement. They just start doing it. They start thinking of, Oh, you should meet this person. Sometimes at the event, sometimes it's right after, but that's, that's kind of the model is to where we create that environment and we're teaching people as we do these activities, the right mindset about what networking is, even just giving them a definition of what networking really is, how how it works, how we can create collaborations and partnerships, creating an environment to where the new person doesn't come in and pitch everyone and, and accidentally ostracize themselves from the whole community because everyone's just judging them and like, oh, I can't believe they were going around giving out business cards. Everyone <laughs> didn't even say hello, put it in my pocket, didn't even say hi to me, you know? You know, I was that person. I've seen it happen. I've seen people get talked about because they didn't know what they were doing. So we just create an environment where none of that can, none of that negative stuff had happened. And we make sure everyone has a very positive environment all the way to the end where we'll make sure that they use the, you know, QR code on LinkedIn. You guys familiar? So you know how you can use a QR code. So we'll intentionally create a time and give them guidance and instructions to say, hey, it's a shame for us to come together and meet and do it. Many people do and make mistakes. Say, hey, See you guys. Nice meeting you. See you at the next event. You know, walk out the door, never to see each other ever again. So we make sure that everyone connects. We we show we take take your phones out right now. Open your LinkedIn app. Here's how you get to the QR code. Now you're going to connect with everyone in here. Everyone is here to meet. So take advantage of this. If you can stay, stay and take advantage of this and connect with as many people. And what you're going to do is you're going to scan their QR code. You're going to connect with them on LinkedIn. And as soon as you get back to your car or you get home and you see that you connected with all these people this evening or this over lunch or whatever time it is, I want you to send them a simple message. It was nice meeting you at fill in the blank event and then hit send. Don't overthink it. Just put nice meeting at fill in the blank event, send. And what that does is it reminds you and it reminds them of where you met because you have people on your LinkedIn and your Facebook and whatever social you use. And you don't know where you met them. You don't know how to start it. But what you're doing is reminding yourself, reminding them whether they have a CRM system or not, or they're organized or not, or you're organized or not, is a very simple way to remember where you met them. But it also starts the conversation. So from there, it's very easy to set up a one-to-one and say, hey, we didn't have much chance to talk. It was great meeting you for five minutes, but love to talk to you some more. So we're setting them up for success to to have that one-to-one, which is where all the magic happens, is in those one-to-ones. It's not in the, you know, in the canvassing, it's in the one-to-ones that the magic happens. So we just create more opportunities for that. And because we do that for people from their very first event, they get hooked on on networking. That's how our group's grown over ten thousand members, um, and you know we we're gonna be putting uh, exponential growth on top of that. So that's that's what our group is about. So as we scale to different areas, the original chapter we started in the city of Dublin grew to over seventy five hundred members before we expanded to connected networking group because we realized that you know we were. Our members were driving some of them two hours each way to come to a suburb of Columbus because they enjoyed it. So we changed it to connected. And then we went through pandemic. We made our adaptations, continue to grow through pandemic. 
And then after, you know, so now we're in the post-pandemic phase, uh, we're going back to our roots and expanding our chapters and going wider by going deeper. So going back to what started it all, which is a local community group, you know, some people that that work in the area, live in the area, kids go to school together, because that's where you really create a tight community. So again, changing the world, you can't do change the world, but you can change a neighborhood, you can change a community, bring people together, share resources. Like I love that farming type idea of helping each other farm or, or borrow tools or whatever that is. It's the same concept, but we're just creating the modern way for people to experience that because without what we're doing, it, it doesn't exist. Um, and another unique thing is that our group is free. So it, it there's no limitations. Um, there's not that feeling of, you know, yeah, come to a free event and, you know, I need to buy a membership or anything like that. So we created in a way to where people feel comfortable inviting others to join the group because there's no catch. Like literally any follow-up call, if, if I'm on do a follow-up call with somebody who just came in, in, as their first event, they're not going to hesitate to have a one-to-one -one with me because they know there's nothing I have to sell them. You know, So it's just kind of a unique positioning and something that I learned from uh, volunteering and serving as an ambassador with a local chamber of commerce. I found it easier to talk about the chamber events than my own events or my own uh, sales seminars or things like that. I would be awkward. I didn't know how to ask people that. But chamber events, I was like, why is it so easy for me to invite people to a chamber event and say, you know, hey, we're having this event, we're bringing local business leaders together, I'd love to introduce you to people and help get some exposure for you and your business. That's almost like a 100% acceptance rate, you know, because it was just such an easy invite. So we created a situation where, where, where all of the members are out inviting because it's in their best interest. It helps them build relationships. It helps them, they get uh, add value. It helps them to, to be able to get more one-to-ones, which is what grows people's business because most people don't struggle because they don't have closing skills. They just don't have enough opening skills. They don't know how to have more one-to-ones on the front end where people can learn about who they are and what they do and how they help people where it's not a sales pitch because now I'm not selling. If I meet with somebody, I'm not trying to sell them something. I'm meeting them to get to know them, add value to them. But in the process, they say, cool, Chris, tell me about what you do. I tell them and all of a sudden I'm getting referrals because they want to either reciprocate or they just want to, they, they just know that it would be a win-win for them to make that introduction for me and whoever it is they want to introduce me to. So same, we're, we're doing that for everyone mm. else as well. You know, you said something twice there. Um, you repeated yourself, but in two different ways. And I don't know if you realize that because you just do this so naturally. But you you mentioned that in your structured meeting, meetings, you make sure they are inter basically connecting first, right? Mm -hmm. And then you then you continued on and you talked about how it was easier for you to talk about your chamber meetings and talking about their meetings it was then it was your own things, right? Instead of your own sales. And I think so. And that's one of the things we've talked about on this podcast before. And me and Ricky talk about a lot. And it's something that I've, I think net, networking has come alive for me. And I've still got, I mean, self-admittedly, I've got lots to grow and we can talk about tools and things like that. But if there's one thing that people can get at, like just get at themselves out of their way is just focus on connecting other people, Right. Like, don't go in like, hey, I'm this, I do this, I'm the person. Hi, who are you? What do you do? What do you, you know, who are you? Oh my gosh, you need to meet this person. Oh mm -hmm. my gosh, you would be a great fit. Like, you, I don't know if you're a great business, but you might be best friends with my friend over here. Like, whatever it is, if you connect with somebody, it almost always they come around, right? They want to come around and find out more about you 
right? Instead of you telling them, word vomiting on them. And you just said that twice. And I think it was so kind of profound in that, um, you know, you were telling us about your things, but I'm like, wait a minute, he's doing this. He's, he's having his people do this. He's having, he's doing it himself. And like, this is the, this is like the basics. This is the basis for all this cool networking stuff. So I had to point that out, but I thought that was super well, cool. And, and, and the thing that I really took away from that, that I also want to point out to everybody here is that the follow-ups in the moment, because even from a one-to-one, if you're having a good one-to-one with somebody and then you leave and it's like, man, I had a great coffee, lunch, happy hour, whatever it is with you. I'm so excited. We got to talk. I'll talk to you again sometime soon. Let's get something on the calendar soon. That's not, that, that doesn't, it's rare that that happens. The, you should, people should be putting a follow-up, either pulling out their calendars and setting it for two months out or whatever it is to regroup or sending that message to make sure there's constant communication. I am, I'm a big fan of what you're doing. And I think, and I like that you said that twice because it just shows how important that part is to the foundation. Yeah. And we're living it right now because we talked a while back, but we set this, we set up this zoom, this interview Mm -hmm. a while back. Yeah. And it was just like that. Cause I was like, we're going to talk again soon. And here it is, here we are. And we did set this appointment, but I want to keep getting to know you. I'm a, I'm a big fan of what you're doing, man. I, I love it. Yeah. It's it's super powerful. And, and, and it, you can tell the way you speak about it is it's coming from the heart, right? It's, mm-hmm. um, and by the way you're holding yourself and, and, and like, it's, it's real. And, uh, you know, you're not just pushing a product, which is great, right? Like this is, this is for the betterment of everybody. And it's true. Like we the more we build communities, you know, the closer knit we are together the, and, and the better everyone is right. No matter who we are, it's, if, if we can be close, if we can, oh, it's a, it's a societal thing. You're you're fighting the good fight. If we want to get really deep in this thing, we you're fighting the good fight. So yes. so so you yeah. got to be doing more than just training here, right? Like I know we spent a lot of time on the connections, but then uh, how are you encouraging people to stay in touch and be good referral partners with each other in those groups? Yeah, I think that's the difference. Is that once we open their minds to the the once we we have them with the right mindset, then I, I think it just happens organically because if we can create things and we put a lot of thought into how we structured everything and the filter we used and everything we do is, is it a win, win, win? And if it is, then you have everyone acting in their best interest. So I don't need to hold people accountable to what they should be doing because it's already in their best interest. And so if I say you should be inviting more people to our group, you've been coming for a while, you you got, you know, it's a good idea to pay back and bring more people to the group. I don't want to do that, but because they, they've gotten so much from it, it's organic. It's natural for them to tell people they should come to the group and the, the follow-ups, if we set it up to where they may, you know, we, we help people meet for a few minutes at the event, create a really good connection and then do a next activity, help them do it with somebody else and make a really good connection. It's, it's, it's not that hard to get them to schedule that one-to-one meeting and make it truly about getting to know each other because that's how we started it. And that's where the connection was made. And that connection was made on a personal level, regardless of their title or their role, which tends to uh, create a, a little bit more of a barrier because maybe if somebody's like a, a super high level, you know, professional, they might be intimidating to somebody else who feels like, oh my goodness, I'm talking to the CEO, you know, they they run this multi-million dollar company. 
but if they don't even think about that stuff, they just made a friend. So everyone's made friends with people at all levels. And then after a while, you realize people truly are people. So whether they're celebrities, they're multi-billionaires or not, they're ultimately all just people. But helping them to see that first, it helps to make that connection and everything else seems to line up. So I think we we remove a lot of the barriers that sometimes it, it's put there, you know, without realizing it. And sometimes it's self-imposed barriers that we put up. And we're just taking down a bunch of those walls and helping people get results by building the relationship. So as far as, you know, getting them to, you know, connect with each other better and all that kind of stuff, I, I think it just becomes organic. And it, it's all at the foundation is that is that friendship is that connection. So like when I first saw, you know, Ricky, and maybe he shared the same thing, like seeing my posts and stuff like that. So we had a phone call. So that was the next logical step, right? Hey, I got to talk to this guy. And I like what you guys are doing, too. I like the story behind it. And you know, learning how to network and just interviewing different people and, and sharing your journey of networking. I'm like, I love it. You know, there's, the world needs more of that. So we kind of clicked already on that. So we created a connection that's very difficult to break. It's just already there. You know, you can't really break it. And I, and I think that's what happens. So we're creating, when we create a win, win, win. So now everyone's just acting on their own best interests and it works for the whole group. So for example, our, our chapter leaders, one of the challenges is growing a group is responsibility for bringing new people in, right? Is, is making sure that we continue to have guests and new people. But if we can just create it to where the members do that, then that makes the chapter leader role a lot easier and a lot, uh, they can, they, they're truly living it out, right? They're actually giving people these opportunities and now everyone's building a network. Those everyone builds their network. It helps everyone in the network, just like in BNI, it's a fantastic model and you bring resources to the group. Just like you talked about, you become the resource and that's the value that each person has, but not everyone has a chance to fully utilize all the value that they have, but it's un untapped um, value because they don't know they have that. Just like when I thought my product was the value that I offered, but I didn't realize like, like now that I have a larger network, it's easier to get an appointment than it was when I didn't have a network. Like, because it's not because... If I was still selling the same product actively, so I'm still with the company, but I'm just not active. I'm just not promoting it, promoting it actively at the moment for last, you know, since 2018. But if I was to promote that product again actively, it would be so much easier because people aren't just looking at me as the product that Chris is going to sell me this. This is what Chris is good for. They're going to want to meet with me because I have access to something that they might need. It, it, like you talked about all the resources that you connect other people within your chapters. That's the genius behind the whole model is that you're becoming an ambassador and a resource for everyone else, which makes them want to know you. And what we're doing and taking it to a new level is taking what you're already doing, but an, equipping and empowering every single member and showing them how you don't need the chapter leader to do that. You are the person you are the person that that people want to get to know. You we help them build their own personal network, which helps the group grow exponentially because there's no hierarchy anymore. Everyone is the is the center of their own hub that they're that they're creating, and then we all come together. And there's there's more resources that we can tap into. I mean, you're. I really like that you're putting so much emphasis on the know, like, and trust early on. You know because. Obviously, Fletch and I are big B&I guys, and we love it. But when new people, especially new to networking people, what I see come into like our B&I chapter, just B&I in general, and even if it's provisors or lay tip, whatever the hard networking group is, there's a lot of pressure to deliver and show up right away with referrals and 
one-to-ones and all the all the metrics that you're measured by the clock starts ticking mm-hmm. and i feel like the way you're putting that more on the back seat and creating the friendship so that naturally happens i just flipping that upside down i i really i really think that's pretty cool man yeah I, and i use that terminology that we're we're flipping it upside down so if you imagine the traditional model in in the world right is you know, sign up with me, join me, and and we'll help you, right? Whether it's a coach, whether it's or let's use a gym, like a a gym for an example, right? So sign up at our gym, and we'll help you get in shape and help you get get fit, ripped, lose weight, whatever their goal is, right? So you join our gym, we'll help you do that, and that's the traditional system. You know, come to the gym, get a free trial, and then we can sell you a membership, and you could get your goals. But what if we just change it? And what if instead of doing that, we just start helping people and, and, and helping people get in shape and helping them to accomplish their goals? It's just a matter of time before a good amount of them, not 100%, but a good amount of them will say, okay, how do I become more of this, a bigger part of this gym? You know, you've helped change my life. You've helped me get in shape. You helped me lose weight. You helped me get fit. You gave me more confidence. I want to help other people. But because we modeled it, it's easier to duplicate because all they're doing is what they've seen. So, you know, we, we, we've seen situations where abusers become abusers, right? Because that's what they experience. Or somebody got hazed in some kind of group. And so they haze the next person that comes into the group because, hey, I made it, whether it's on the football team or sports team or whatever club they're in, I, I have to go through this. So you're going to have to go through this. You got to earn your right of passage. And guess what? With networking, that happens too, because nobody taught us how to do it. I figured out the hard way. I went through school of hard knocks. I said a lot of things I wish I hadn't, you know, I had a lot of the cringeworthy moments. You'll make it through. Keep coming back. But what if we eliminate all that stuff and serve and help and somebody has a great experience from the beginning and now, like I said, it's not 100%, but enough are going to say, I want to be a bigger part of this. I want to play a bigger role. So now they become a fitness trainer at the gym and 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 serve and then they have upgraded you know, membership, which is how we do it too, by the way, if you're wondering like how we generate money on a free group. So we have an upgraded program that people can voluntarily say, hey, I want to, I want to pay. I want to become an ambassador. And then they, they pay a fee and that helps keep the group free for everybody else. So it's kind of like the freemium model, you know, like apps. We talked about apps earlier. So most of the apps on our phone, we started free. And then we're like, hey, this is really cool. I want more features or I want to get rid of the watermark or, you know, whatever it is. And we upgrade from there. But we would never have that app on our phone if it was charged from the very beginning. And with networking, it's all about creating flow. The more flow there is, the more people, the more connection opportunities, the more it is true networking and the more restrictions there are then I feel like it, it limits the possibilities. So same with the apps. So we, we operate off like a freemium model to where it is truly free. There's no catch. You can literally enjoy all of our events, but because we're serving and giving, we're creating that environment where people are like, I like this. This is different. I, I want to be a bigger part of it. So they become an ambassador. You know, from ambassador, at some point, we're positioning them to where they can become a potential chapter leader. Why? Because they've been through this. They experienced it. They've already served and help. And all they're doing is doing it in a, a larger scale and creating a system to where it's all about collaborating and living out what we're preaching. You know, so every all the way through people will see and experience the authenticity and that it really is about people because they felt it. They experienced it. So now they'll they'll duplicate that rather than duplicating the I went through school of hard knocks. You're going to go through school high. If you really want to make it, you got to fight for it, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's like we're losing too many people. And with networking, the more people that are playing the game, the more resources we have. So it's in all of our best interest to equip and empower more people to join our networking groups and, and be part of our communities because that's more resources that we have 
at our uh, available that are available to us. It's a cool model, man. I, I mean, it, it clearly is working for you, and you're going strong. I, I think that's a pretty neat model, man. So good for you. That's all good things. All good things. Yeah, I mean, I want to support it. I want to. I want to support you. I'm glad that we can provide a bigger platform for you for what you're doing. I, I think it's great. I, I, you know, I just, it's, there's, you kind of mentioned it earlier with the division in our culture and it, it's technology. It's the ugliness that politics has become, you know, it's the pandemic of making everybody working in their houses and not getting out as much anymore. And people still working from home most of the time. I mean, when I get caught working from home a lot, I feel it. I need to go get out and prospect in person or just show up in my office just to be around others. Like, And so I really like this way of kind of, just for lack of a better word, forcing people to sit and meet others and connect in ways they may not think they could. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. And so you said you guys have like 10,000 members. Is that right? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I, it's probably yeah. more than that, but. It's hard to keep track. <laughs> Where so are you guys? I and mean, I know you're Columbus based, right? But are you national? I mean, do there are there national all across the country, or are these mostly you know Midwest or out that out out in the east, or where are these folks? If people are trying to find more about it, you know. Yeah, we so we started in Columbus, so that's obviously where our strength is in expansion first, but. We have a chapter now in uh, California and Southern California and one in Northern Nevada. We have one starting up or, or out in, in Florida uh, shortly, one in New Jersey shortly. So we're spreading throughout the country. You know, short term is 24 chapters by the end of 2024. Uh, we've got 15 chapters launching so far in January. We'll we'll launch, we'll do two launches per year. Uh, we'll launch chapters in January and, and we'll launch chapters in August. So that allows you know, group dynamics to take place and create momentum and market awareness. And just, it's more fun to have all the chapter leaders in the same phase of growth and development. It helps us to scale it a lot easier to where we can still be involved and not need to delegate it out, especially in the beginning as we're creating this culture to where we could still be involved with each and every chapter by having all the groups start at the same time. Um, it just creates a bigger splash in the market too, by doing it two times. And we chose the two times that everything returns back to normal. So in January, everything returns to normal after the holidays. And August, everything returns back to normal after kids' summer vacation and you know travel and all that kind of kids being home from school. So those are the only two times that we'll focus on the chapter, new chapter growth. And all the rest of the time, we're continuing to build out the existing chapters. So uh, we'll have 65 chapters by the end of 2025. And then it'll go up, you know, incrementally from there or exponentially from there until we hit the 10,000. So um, we'll be working on uh, establishing markets and that's part of the strategy to expand. Um, we do it all through a licensing model. So it's a lot, uh, it's kind of like traveling lighter. So we can move a lot faster and be a lot more mobile. And we created a, a model that's like the best of, of all worlds where it has the support and the, the process and systems of, of the franchise but the independence of somebody starting their own networking group and is going on meetup and saying, hey, I've got a new meetup. Here's my networking group. So there's pros and cons to each. I like all types of networking, but we chose to create a a third model that integrates the best of all worlds where the leaders have the flexibility and freedom to tailor it to benefit their primary business. Is that the top of the qualifications? Is that their primary business would win from doing this? Again, creating the win-win-win. If their primary business wins, they're going to be motivated. They'll create the right environment. They'll get the right people. 
uh, without supervision, without, you know, rules and regulations, uh, because everyone's acting in their own best interest. It's what they need to do to grow their primary. So, you know, meet new people, create an environment, create a community. That's, that's all in their best interest. So that's what that's 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 the unique part about the model and the way that we're we're scaling it. So yes, we expand across the country and across. So I I, I figure we'll probably be international within two years, two to three years, and have a good following internationally as well. But the the big vision is that somebody sees our connected logo, you know. So where is it? Here it's somewhere. You know, see our connected logo wearing a hat, a shirt. You know, we have our own brand for the hats. You know, the Connected Life brand. Uh, they see that and they feel comfortable talking to them. You know, you see somebody on the other side of the world and you see this connected logo that, you know, you can start a conversation with them and and have a, you know, great connection already, just knowing what they're about. And our slogan is that uh, we're all connected. Diversity is our strength and that we're better together. So it's something that I feel like has a bigger calling than, than a referral or a sale, you know, so we're, it, it truly integrates diversity in every way. You know, a lot of times we hear that word tossed around, it usually just means racial diversity, it just means the color of somebody's skin that we have people that look different. But you can have people that you can have identical twins that couldn't be any more different, you know, where, you know, they look the same, but they could be very different. So we're just taking it to a whole new level, we take every aspect of diversity and truly help people to appreciate it, you know, so people on opposite sides of the fence or, or argument or political thing or whatever, I think it's more important to understand each other and to relate to each other than it is to be right because everyone's right in their own mind on their perspective and what they've been given. So I, I feel like, again, it goes back to the bigger vision of changing the world. It literally goes down to one, one connection, one community at a time. And it's hard to hate somebody that's your friend, you know, regardless of what political party they do, whatever their beliefs are, whatever their oh, lifestyle sure. is, it, it becomes really hard to hate somebody that's your friend. So if we can help people create friendships, Again, business is kind of the the glue that initiates that, but I think it's, so that's kind of a vehicle, but really it's so much bigger than business. The business is just naturally going to happen. Uh, but I really do believe that it's it's more about creating a, a better world. And, uh, and I think we can do it. I think we'll have a lot of people that'll be joining the movement and being part of this and playing a role in it. I love it, man. Love it, man. So we are kind of getting close to the end of our time here. Um, but before we do that, since you are, you know, uh, I mean, you run a networking group. I, I feel like I wouldn't be uh, give you justice here if I didn't ask you one question of if there's one thing that someone new to networking or even an old hat to networking can do that could change their, you know, their trajectory on the networking side of things. They're trying to get better at it. What's that one thing that you would, you know, one piece of advice that you would ask that offer them? Yeah, I think I would, what, what I would do is just have them start with the person in front of them. So it's not a conceptual type thing, but like literally start with whoever is in front of you. And there's a tendency for people to, to subconsciously evaluate what's in it for me. You know, how will I benefit from meeting this person or knowing this person or spending any kind of time with them? But I would say to invest with the person that's literally right in front of you and start there and get to know them as a person, see how you can add value. Because if you can't, if you're not gonna do it for that one person, you're probably not gonna do it for anybody, honestly. So if you start with that one person right in front of you right now, in this moment, you know, the first person you walked into at an event, um, even friends and family we've been in touch with, you know, reaching back out to them, but starting with the person that is closest, like right now and say, okay, what can I do to, to get to know them a little bit better, even if we think we know them? And what can I do to, to provide some value to them, find out what's going on in their life and see how I can add some kind of value to them. 
And the crazy thing is that probably will end up leading to some business for them, even though that's not the intent, it's not a strategy and things like that. But that's just what happens. And all of a sudden you're back in the picture and your best way to differentiate yourself. Everyone's like, oh, how do we differentiate ourselves from everyone? That's how you differentiate yourself is to be different, you know, do the, do something that nobody else is doing right now. And it's super, super simple when, when we're intentional about it. Man, that's awesome. That's awesome. So we have a, how, so help us out, Chris. There's probably people listening that want to connect with you, learn more about you and your groups and how to say hi. How, how would you like us to put in the show notes for people to link to you? You know, best thing, all everything that I do is connected to my website. So just go to chrisborha.com, C-H-R-I-S-B-O-R-J-A.com. Um, it'll have a link to everything, our networking group, all different services we have. Got some great resources on there too. Created a networking IQ assessment. So that's free for people to take. It breaks down all of the seven steps that we talked about earlier of what leads them to networking success. And it helps them to grow faster. It could help them identify what are the things that they're lacking in. So it actually gives them a networking IQ score and a breakdown of the different areas that they can work on to improve that quickly. Uh, so they can take that and uh, have a link to the book, a link to the Networking Breakthrough Academy. Uh, so all of that is in there. And there's also a link at the bottom of my webpage for anyone that's interested in having a conversation and just get to know each other. I, I love to to, you know, just like we did, I love to just meet people and see how we can, you know, support and, and help one another and um, always open to that. So my, my, the link to my calendar is there to schedule a one-to-one -one with me. So I, I plan on keeping it that way to where I'm accessible and able to build, build connections with people. I love it. And it, it's funny you say that because um, should one of our listeners be ever so lucky to get on your calendar right? And have a meeting, what have you. I'd imagine you do many of these virtually, but if they were lucky enough to do this in person, and we always ask, what is your coffee order? What do I order for coffee? Yeah. What's your coffee order? Yeah. Somebody, somebody's in Columbus. They see you, they want to go have a coffee and meet you. What, what do they get? What are you going to order with them? Yeah. So funny thing with all the coffee meetings I've done, I'm not a coffee drinker. So if we go to the coffee shops, I'll get like a juice or whatever, uh, whatever their fancy juices or something, or I'll get a tea if if I get something. But I, I don't really drink much coffee. I'll eat coffee ice cream. But the funny thing is, I, I don't even know how to order it. My wife sends me to order something. I feel like an idiot. <laughs> I don't See, that's all you had to say was, what's my coffee order? Haagen-Dazs. Yep. It's, <laughs> yeah. That's all, that's all I need. You know what I like when I, you know what I like to do when I get ice cream? is I get like half a scoop of chocolate and half a scoop of coffee and mix them all up together. That's, that's my ice cream. That's my ice cream order. Speaking of ice coffee, ice cream. <laughs> I love it, man. You're not the only dude that we've had on here that is not a coffee drinker and threw us for a loop on that one. So that's great. Yeah. Well, Hey man, we appreciate you and your time. Um, you've been a great guest. This has been a lot of fun and you know, all of our listeners, viewers, you know, wherever you're seeing us or hearing this, please check out Chris and, and his stuff and like, subscribe and share this to somebody. If you found value in this, please share this. That's how we all become more well-connected. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Well Connected with Ricky and Fletch, the place for navigating business growth through networking.
If you've learned even one thing from sharing the last hour with us, please share this with a friend or associate who also might appreciate it too. Only together can we become truly well-connected. Join us each week to learn, grow, and network your way to new heights.